Support for the MPTE Clinical Files comes from the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE more than once and are you a bad test taker? The PT Hustle is the leading NPTE preparation company that specializes in one-on-one -on -one coaching for physical therapists who have failed the MPTE. The PT Hustle focuses on helping students figure out why they are failing and then work with each student one-on-one, -on -one, week by week, to achieve a passing score fast. So forget about the constant frustration of not being able to get over a 600. Sign up for your first evaluation today to finally figure out why you are not passing. Sign up at www.thepthustle.com. Again, that is www.thepthustle.com. The PT Hustle. Identify. Execute. Dominate. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended to be used as a learning resource for unlicensed physical therapists preparing for the National Physical Therapy Examination. The MPTE Clinical Files is intended literally for entertainment and educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based on only one source. Therefore, this podcast should not be used as the sole source of personal, clinical, legal, or medical advice. While care has been taken to ensure the accuracy of all answers and rationales, on a rare occasion, mistakes and factual errors can be present, as we are only human. From the creator of the PT Hustle, this is MPTE Clinical Files, one mock MPTE-based question told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. This is Kyle Rice, the MPTE Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPTE Prep Success Course 2.0. If you haven't already got into the Smart MPTE Prep Group on Facebook, you need to do so today. Each and every week, we go through tips, tricks, and strategies in order to boost your overall MPT score, but to also improve your MPT preparation. So join Smart MPT Prep Group today, and I will get you in. All right, so this week, we're going to go through another clinical file with this patient, Jason. And Jason is being seen by physical therapy and being treated with therapeutic ultrasound to the lateral ankle following an acute inversion ankle sprain. During the treatment, the patient reports a sharp pain underneath the sound head. Which of the following is the most likely reason for the patient's complaint? So we have A, duty cycle is set to 50%. B, intensity is set to 2.0 watts per centimeter squared. C, beam non-uniformity ratio is 3 to 1. And D, Frequency is set to 3.3 megahertz. All right, so when we look at this question, we see Jason uh, it has this acute, acute inversion ankle sprain and is being treated with therapeutic ultrasound. So it's really important for us to, first of all, understand, you know, what this ankle sprain is, of course, and what the tissue is affected and, and where that tissue is regarding whether it's deep or superficial, because that will tell us the specific parameters for ultrasound, all right? Um, and then we also have to take into account that this patient is obviously acute. And so that means a lot as far as our specific ultrasound parameters as well, all right? And so all those are really important, which we will start to take a closer look at as we look at the actual answer choices. But let's continue down the question. It says, during the treatment, the patient reports a sharp pain underneath the sound head. Okay, so what is that meaning to us? You know, what does that really mean? Well, is there supposed to be pain underneath the sound head? Hex no, that's not correct. 
Um, and so typically what's going on is we're usually like burning the patient with the ultrasound because it's too hot or there's too much intensity in a certain area for whatever reason. All right. And so that could be a reason why the patient's complaining of pain, or at least that's the normal, you know, most common reason. All right. And so the question says, which of the following is the most likely reason for the patient's complaint? All right. And so as we look at uh, answer A, it says duty cycle is set to 50%. So that would be more of that pulsed, you know, ultrasound setting. We typically use that for, you know, more acute, you know, injuries around the body. All right. And so you use this pulsed uh, setting in order to more pump the fluid out of the particular area. So it's improving the healing process through fluid dynamics, keeping the, those fluids moving, all right? And so the duty cycle uh, being set at 50% is appropriate for someone who um, has an acute ankle sprain. Um, and now it could be set a little bit less than that. It could be set down to maybe a 20%. That may be a little bit more appropriate depending on how acute it is. But 50%, uh, that seems pretty good. And so I don't think that that would be the most likely reason for the patient's complaint. Let's move down the line. We see B says the intensity is set to 2.0 watts per centimeter squared. Now, if you're not familiar with intensity with the ultrasound, it's it's going to be hard for you to really, you know, answer this question correctly because you you have to understand what intensity really is. Intensity sounds just like it is. I mean, just like the word, you know, it's more or less the amount of energy that's going to be put into a specific area using this ultrasound, all right? Um, so, and then when we're looking at this, it's like, okay, 2.0 watts per centimeter squared. Well, is that too high? Is that too low? Now, I will tell you that the typical ranges for ultrasound usually are anywhere from like a 0.5 watts per centimeter squared up to a 1.5 watts per centimeter squared. So two is a little on this higher side, especially for someone with an inversion ankle sprain, all right? And so already B is looking like a correct answer, but of, of course, we always have to look at the other answer choices as well. So we see C, this whole idea of beam non-uniformity ratio is three to one. Now, this really hangs a lot of people up and they get a lot of questions wrong when we throw in this term BNR, beam non-uniformity ratio. Now, I will tell you that beam non-uniformity ratio is really talking about your overall intensity across the ultrasound head. Okay. And so as you know, with ultrasound, there's going to be these sound waves that are transmitted by the actual head right? And those uh, sound waves are supposed to um, go through the skin and, and address the specific tissue. Now, when you're talking about ultrasound and the intensity, um, and we start to talk about this whole idea of BNR, what we're really talking about is, are the, oh, is that intensity even across the entire ultrasound head? I mean, you have this circular you know, device or whatever, the circular head, and is the intensity of the sound waves equal across the entire surface. And so that's what really brings in this whole idea of beam non-uniformity ratio. Because if it is a one-to-one -one ratio, that means that you're pretty even, all right? You're, the, the intensity is distributed really evenly across the entire sound head. That would be like a perfect unit right there, all right? But as you get closer to more of a 10-to-one, that is when there's a lot of uh, change in that distribution. And then there's one particular area 
that has a really high intensity while other areas are not as high in intensity. Okay, so as we get closer to a 10 to 1, that's more of your poor quality units. Those aren't as good because those create these things called hot spots, all right, which are areas that have this really high peak intensity, all right, while the other parts of the ultrasound head are relatively low, all right? So again, as we get closer to 10 to 1, this is not a good thing. We don't want that. That increases the likelihood that we have these hot spots or areas where there's a lot of intensity, all right? And so there's a spectrum. It's called a B and R or beam non-uniformity ratio spectrum. Now, as we're towards one side of the spectrum, which is that one-to-one -one even distribution, that is going to be your excellent units. It's really awesome. They're kind of rare to find. Okay, as we get closer to the three to six, that's where most of your units are going to be at. And that's a three to one to a six to one. Those are acceptable. All right, those are acceptable units. Now, as you get above that six to one and you start to move towards a 10 to one ratio, now that is when you get into more of your poor quality units. And now you're going to start creating these high level of hot spots that have a high chance of burning the patient. So make it known that everything below or at a 6 to 1 BNR is actually considered normal. And so when we look specifically at this question, we can say that the beam non-uniformity ratio of that 3 to 1 is within normal limits. I mean, that that's a good unit. It shouldn't necessarily be that, um, you know, it, it's C or C is causing the patient a problem or causing the patient pain at this point. All right. And so we can eliminate C here. All right. And then we look at D. Frequency is set to 3.3 megahertz. Now, as we look at this ankle sprain, as we look at the tissues that are involved with the ankle sprain, the most uh, common being the anterior talofibular ligament, we see that, well, that's more of a superficial tissue. And ultrasound parameters are supposed to be um, at a 3.3 megahertz. Okay, for superficial tissues. As we're looking at a one, those are more deeper tissue. So even that makes sense for this particular area. All right. D makes sense so that it would not be increasing the patient's pain in that area. All right. So right now we can eliminate A, duty cycle is set to 50%. C, beam non-uniformity ratio is set to uh, three to one ratio. And D, the frequency is set to 3.3 megahertz. All right. So we can eliminate all those because they shouldn't be giving the patient any pain. But the one answer that can be definitely causing the patient pain at this point is that intensity being set to 2.0 watts per centimeter squared. And so that is our final answer here. Again, this patient, Jason, you know, he had this lateral ankle sprain, lateral inversion ankle sprain. Uh, we're really looking at what can potentially cause the patient pain under the ultrasound head. And again, you know, all these other answers are appropriate for someone who has an inversion ankle sprain. All right. So it's really important that you just understand what intensity is and understand what is normal, you know, for this particular acuteness. All right. 2.0 is just too high for this. And therefore, it is the answer. If you got that right, congratulations. 
Um, but you definitely want to continue to take yourself to the next level and ask yourself, okay, you know, well, if this patient had a trochanteric bursitis or if we were dealing with a subacromial bursitis, you know, what would you use or what would the uh, actual ultrasound parameters be in those situations as well? You need to be ready for those uh, MPTE curveballs, you know, whether they're asking about the certain depth or the certain acuity of the condition, you need to be ready for each one of those. All right, so I cannot wait until our next MPT clinical file next week. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files. Support for the MPTE Clinical Files is provided by the PT Hustle. Have you failed the MPTE? What are you going to do differently this time to get a different result? You should try one-on-one -on -one coaching in order to get you the direction and structure that you need to be successful. Stop guessing whether you're going to pass on your next attempt. Sign up for an in-depth MPTE evaluation today to figure out the quickest way to passing the board. Sign up at theptehustle.com forward slash services. Again, that is theptehustle.com forward slash services.